your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I am your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I would like to thank you for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listen on this Friday afternoon. And in today's episode, we'll be recapping last night's overtime win against the Calgary Flames. This was a game that Going in, I said that this would be a very low-scoring game, a physical game, and a very tightly contested game, as well as a goaltender's battle between Frederick Anderson and Jacob Markstrom. And I was proved right on pretty much all of those accounts. So that's, again, I guess I know what I was talking about with that preview, I guess. (laughs) But getting into the game, Ethan Bear ended up sitting out of the game. He was up in the air of whether or not he was he would play. It was due to a non-COVID-related issue of why he didn't play. So as I was speculating yesterday's episode, very well could just be you know, that time of the year kind of bug. He's coming from North Carolina weather up to Calgary weather. There's a lot of things that could really factor into that but he's likely gonna be fine nothing to worry about it's not covid so it'd be all right and we'll probably see him tomorrow against Edmonton but that's just one we'll have to wait and see so getting on into the game this was Again, a game that kind of went down how I expected it to. Sebastian Ajo, he ended up getting a tip in pretty early on in the game off of Jacob Slavin's shot. So that put the Hurricanes up early in the game. And then one thing that I had mentioned that the Hurricanes needed to get under control in this game was their penalties. And while there were definitely some questionable calls I guess you would say in this game one that was not was the nature's trip on Noah Hannafin on a breakaway that ended up leading to a penalty shot that's something you don't see very often you don't see a whole lot of penalty shots so it was interesting to just like man we're, we're actually seeing a penalty shot tonight you don't see that very often and of course Frederick Anderson ended up getting enough of the puck to end up making Noah Hannafin uh, miss the shot. So I think, you know, that was really, really good for the Hurricanes, for Freddie to be able to stand tall on something that you don't see very often. And he was outstanding throughout the game, and that was really, really good. But one thing that was an issue here in the first period, a little bit less so later on in the game, but... The Hurricanes just leaving Frederick Anderson out to dry, uh, really not giving him the backup that he needs out there on the ice. Thankfully, this was stuff that ended up being able to overcome, which was really, really good. And 
Yasmiri Kotanyemi, he looked really good in the first period. Jacob Slavin, he looked really good. He was playing a really good defensive game. And Vincent Trotrek was another one that looked really good throughout this game. I do wish yeah, he was able to get on the scoreboard, you know, just because he has really been bouncing back and making himself more visible out there on the ice. But he played a really good game throughout this game. And I think that this first period was really what was going to decide the game. Whoever scored first was going to win the game. And I think it's really good that Sebastian Ajo, he's, you know, our top guy and I said in the preview episode that in order to beat Calgary we're going to need our top guys to step it up in this game because Calgary isn't going to give us an inch and that's exactly what happened Sebastian Ajo he obviously scored that initial goal Jacob Slavin and Nino Niederreiter got the assists on that so again top guys stepping up and that's what we needed to happen in this game in order for us to win it and heading into the second period that was one where some of the officiating got a little questionable I would say because the Carolina Hurricanes just kept getting called for penalties and Calgary wasn't getting called for anything and there was the too many men on the ice penalty against Calgary in the first period. And then it was actually Ian Cole uh, hooking penalty that ended up causing the penalty shot. So I do apologize there. And then you had Jesper Foss tripping penalty as well. And just going into the second period early, there was a cross checking penalty against Goudreau from Calgary. But that was it for a very long period of the game and then it was Koten Yemi getting called for cross-checking which was a pretty soft call and then Brendan Smith on Anderson and that was one that was something where it was just like if you're going to call it call it both ways because Calgary was constantly cross-checking and taking late hits and after the whistle and just doing stuff that should be getting called for but they weren't getting called for anything and my thing with the officials is it was something that Trip Tracy pointed out on the broadcast as well because it was just so evident that Calgary was just getting away with so much in this game cross-checking late hits everything And there was one that we'll talk about when it gets into the third period. And that was one where it was just, what the heck? And it's just really frustrating because if you're going to call something on one team, you got to call it for the other. You either call it both ways or you don't call it at all. And... It's just the lack of consistency in officiating in the NHL that is extremely frustrating. And obviously, I know 
the Hurricanes get away with stuff, just like Calgary got away with stuff tonight, or last night, I should say. But you just, it's just so evident in this game, and it was extremely frustrating. And thankfully, the Hurricanes were able to overcome this for the most part. There was end up in the second period, Noah Hannafin ended up scoring and tying it up for the Flames. And it was one where it just looked like Frederick, Frederick Anderson just lost track of it. But it was really funny that it was a former Hurricane that ended up getting the goal. And then also had Elias Lindholm getting the assist on that to so two former hurricanes on that goal that was that was just kind of funny honestly just both of those guys getting there and actually when they started reviewing it a little bit later on on the broadcast it ended up looking like it hit Jesper Foss stick but regardless you know it went in Freddie ended up just losing track of the puck through the traffic and Calgary ended up tying it up and it was Again, just a really hotly contested game, really physical game. And we'll talk more about the second period and the third period right after this quick break. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Grab a Built Bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat and high in protein of course you guys know that so you get the best of both worlds delicious and healthy and with so many flavors you'll have a hard time choosing will you have a raspberry or mint brownie cherry or double chocolate goosey cream or peanut butter brownie you guys know me you guys know i am going to go with my all-time favorite peanut butter brownie and this holiday season, there's all these marshmallowy treats all over the place. So why don't you try a Built Bar Puff? They're light and fluffy and marshmallowy through and through with different flavors all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good, you won't believe that they're filled with protein. So right now, go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order when you use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than just fitting in. That those who feel good, do good. Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel. With a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression. Because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. And right now, you can go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase when you use promo code LOCKED ON at checkout to apply. That's promo code LOCKED ON for 15% off your first purchase at checkout. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Now diving back into this game against Calgary, after Calgary ended up scoring, it ended up just being a really physical matchup. And the big thing here after Calgary scored was really just the lack of 
consistency from the officials that we were talking about because then you had that Brendan Smith cross check that I mentioned earlier and it was really again just frustrating that the fact that again just you got to call this both ways and there were multiple missed calls I remember on the broadcast I forget who exactly it was from Calgary but they were giving multiple cross checks to a Hurricanes player right in front of the goal and the officials just called nothing at all there was one where Andrei Svechnikov ended up taking a real big elbow to the chin right in front of the boards and it wasn't too far from the referee if I remember correctly as well so it's just like come on guys you got to really be calling this stuff and they weren't and but thankfully the Hurricanes obviously ended up getting the win in overtime which is great but again just consistency from the officials has really got to be something that the NHL needs to work on all in all that I don't think we're gonna see a change from officials anytime soon really because it's just become more and more prevalent over the past maybe about three or four seasons or so it feels like is when it really just blew up the poor officiating in the NHL not just in the NHL you have the NFL you have the NBA and just officiating across professional sports in general it just feels like over the past few years is really just become more and more evident of just how poorly of a job some of these officials are doing and I get you know hockey is a really really fast game and you're not going to be able to call everything. I know that. I think we all realize that, that literally not everything is going to be called. But when there's such blatant things happening, you got to be calling those. And the officials weren't in this game. But on a positive note, one thing that was really evident here in this second period was Jalen Chatfield. He was just really getting into a rhythm and he was all over the game. He was absolutely outstanding. And he was up against Johnny Gaudreau for most of the night. Not all of it, but most of it. And he was really just shutting him down and playing absolutely amazing defense. And honestly, he's one that whenever Pesci and D'Angelo get back, I would much rather him be the one that sticks around or gets called up first whenever someone is going to be out of the lineup than Brendan Smith because I think Jalen Chatfield has been playing much 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 better hockey than Brendan Smith does and something that's also very evident is that Brendan Smith is kind of slow I know that's kind of mean but Jalen Chatfield he can he can keep up with the Hurricanes' pace more than Brendan Smith. And I think with that and then just how good he has played during his time here with the Hurricanes, I think he has more than earned his spot uh, in the lineup the next time the Hurricanes end up needing to recall a defenseman from Chicago. Chatfield has been amazing, and he was great in this game. 
And one thing that was also kind of evident as well with the officials was honestly possibly some poor ice conditions because I really started to notice, notice it here towards the end of the second period. But I noticed it early in the game and then going on into the third period as well was guys were falling all over the place and from both sides, not just the Hurricanes, but the Flames as well. Like, what was going on here? Like, there were guys falling all over the place, all over the ice, and there was one there where uh, Andrei Svechkov, he really just slipped and he slid. It, it was just kind of funny. Uh, it had no bearing on the game whatsoever. It was just one of those things that you see and you just laugh about. But that was one thing that was also just like, eh, what's going on with the ice here? It's extremely cold in Calgary. You shouldn't have to worry about ice thawing out. But it, it is what it is. The game is obviously over now. But I do think Nino Niederreiter in the... Second intermission interview, I think he really said it well, was that they were trying to do too many cute plays in the neutral zone, and they really just needed to simplify their game some, and sadly, during the third period, it was, it really just seemed like Calgary was really controlling the game in the third period, and the Hurricanes were really having to give it everything they got, which you knew they were going to in this game as well, but to fend off Calgary, it was it was a lot here in the third period because Calgary really just brought it in the third period. And one thing that I did forget to mention earlier was that you had the Hurricanes really just actually like helping Freddie out with saves because while he was obviously making some absolutely amazing saves you had this one where it was a massive save and where the light even came on where it ended up getting past frederick anderson but tavo terrifying was able to knock it out at the last possible second that was absolutely amazing that the hurricanes were able to to pull that off in Tavo especially because an issue in the first and second period had been how the Hurricanes were kind of leaving Freddie out to dry and he was really having to stand on his head some so to see guys really stepping in and helping him out that was really really good and here in the third period was that missed elbow to the face on Svetch that I mentioned earlier that just didn't get called and then you had the Hurricanes end up, Ian Cole specifically, end up having a delay of game penalty. And the Hurricanes, they, that was a really good kill. Uh, and I really liked how the Hurricanes were able to kill that off. And that the Hurricanes, they were able to kill off every single Calgary power play in this game. You had five power play opportunities for Calgary in this game and the hurricanes were really able to step it up and kill off every single one of them obviously calgary killed off every single one of the hurricanes opportunities they had three power play opportunities but i said that this game would come down to special teams and power plays and had one of these teams scored on on any of their power play opportunities this game never would have went to overtime 
So you do have that there. And then also just both teams, penalty killing units just being outstanding. And because, you know, they're able to step it up on that side of the game, the game was able to go to overtime. But honestly, probably one of the biggest missed call in this game was a goaltender interference, I guess you would call it. But Zadorov just runs completely over Frederick Anderson, just runs right through the crease. No signs of even trying to slow down and just barrels over him. And no call on this whatsoever. And that was probably the most glaring missed call in this game because that was so blatant. Like, why did you not call that? Because it wasn't like a thing of like, oh, you know, he was going in. Yeah, he went to slow down and he hit him. It wasn't like anything like that. Go watch the replay. This guy is just skating like he normally would out on the ice and just skates through the goalie crease and just runs right over Freddie and absolutely just no call there and that one was really really just what the hell because why are you not going to call that you call goaltender interference on the littlest things but now you're not calling it on something extremely blatant this is why no one knows what goaltender interference even is like you or what even you call that like nobody knows what to call goalie interference because you have stuff like this where it's like uh yeah that should probably be called doesn't get called and then you have really questionable things that get called for it and this is why no one knows what it is but yeah going just back to the team stepping up to help out jacobs or not help out jacob slavin help out frederick anderson Jacob Slavin was the one helping out Frederick Anderson. He was going back to his goalie days back in his youth because there were two chances here for Calgary to score where they got past Freddie. But on the first one, Jacob Slavin ended up getting in there to knock out the puck. And then on the second one, on the rebound chance, Ian Cole and Sebastian Ajo were able to knock it out and absolutely nothing for the Calgary Flames so terrific defense here in the third period from everyone and I really like how it was just I don't know just the guys being able to step in and just knock the puck out for the goalie that's just I don't know that that for me just kind of meant that the Hurricanes really wanted it because you've seen it so many times in past games for the Hurricanes and other teams in general guys could have knocked the puck out easily you know when it got past their goalie but they didn't and then in this period alone you had Tavo doing it Jacob Slavin doing it Ian Cole and Sebastian Ajo doing it and that for me just kind of that stood out as really the team game that we're talking about that the Hurricanes need to do to be successful in this game, but throughout the season and playoffs as well. Them doing that in this game just really stood out to me, and I really, really like that. And then, obviously, 
end up going into overtime, and we will dive into overtime and the next game against Edmonton right after this quick break. Bet Online has you covered all season for more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues its march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all of these sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website today to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKED ON to receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. From basketball, football, hockey, boxing, UFC, and even right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Now, following those big saves from Freddie Anderson, Tavo Teravina, Jacob Slavin, Ian Cole, and Sebastian Aja, this game ended up going into overtime. For this was definitely one that I was really worried about. This overtime, I really, really was because. We were heading into this overtime down and Calgary was on the power play. I think they still had like a minute left on their power play heading into overtime. And I was really worried that they were going to be able to capitalize here and get the overtime win. I'm like, at least we got a point. And definitely early on, I Calgary had some good chances and they had a few really good ones throughout the overtime period as well but thankfully you know Freddie Anderson was able to stand tall and then one thing that was a little frustrating was I mentioned how Brendan Smith isn't necessarily able to keep pace with the Hurricanes game you had Ian Cole getting out of the penalty box and this could have been a really nice breakaway but he ended up being a little bit too slow getting out of it. And he ended up getting over to Sebastian Ajo, but ended up getting stuck in Ajo's skate. And that was like, oh, man. That, that was really when I was just like, oh, that, well, that's it. Because it's just one of those things so many times during overtime, it seems like the Hurricanes ended up choking it. But here they didn't. Because when you had the one minute remaining in the overtime period announcement, just Aho, he just like heard that and just shot into another gear. And he was so fast. And then he got up to Markstrom and it was weird to explain like how he did it because I Markstrom, I guess, expected him to go like backhand or something. And Sebastian Aho ended up going, I want to say it was five hole and it just slid right by him. And obviously game-winning goal for the Hurricanes and like Sebastian Ajo just hit the brakes right there and the puck just kind of like slid in and yeah that was absolutely great for the Hurricanes and if you've seen the picture of Sebastian Ajo with his hands up after he scored the game-winning goal and you just look at the Flames fans in the background oh that's entertaining because they all are just just you just have the look of disappointment and disbelief that they they lost to a non-traditional market hockey team like what 
But this was a very entertaining game, I would say. And this was a game that I, it went pretty much how I expected, yeah, barring the questionable officiating, of course, but really low scoring, really good defense, and really good gold sending from both sides. That was exactly how I expected this game to go. And as I mentioned earlier, had either team been able to capitalize on any of the power play opportunities they got, game never went would have went to overtime. Sebastian Ajo never would have been able to score that game-winning goal and never would have happened. So it did end up coming down to neither team being able to capitalize on power play opportunities and then, on, in turn, both teams' penalty-killing units being outstanding. But with this game... Sebastian Ajo now has nine points in the last four games, and that's really good for him because we need our top guys to be stepping up, and he's absolutely stepping it up. And I really hope he's able to continue this over into Edmonton because I think this is going to be a really good game for the Hurricanes because you look at Edmonton, this is... Definitely one where defense is really going to have to step it up to say the least because you're going against Con McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. And you're going against the top power play unit in the NHL. Thankfully, we have pretty good penalty killing unit. If I do say so myself, we have the second ranked penalty killing unit in the the NHL so we're really going to have to step it up and our power play is going to have to step it up as well because our power play didn't look great in that game against Calgary now Calgary they are really good at killing penalties off so you do have to throw that in there as well of course but they still didn't look great so our power play is really going to have to step it up we're not we cannot leave Freddie out to dry like we did in this Calgary game because we are going up against two of the best players in the world one of them is arguably the best player in the entire world in Connor McDavid and then you have Leon Dreisaitl as well these guys are incredibly dangerous and our defense is really going to have to step it up and that's putting it politely because we they looked good here in the Calgary game for the most part, but you're going to have to be playing out of your mind. You have Leon Dreisaitl, who's already at 45 points on the season in 25 games played for the Oilers. He's like, that's insane. 23 goals, 22 assists. Then, of course, you have Connor McDavid with... Also, 45 points, and then you have 16 goals and 29 assists, and it's just crazy just how good that those guys are, and I think the Hurricanes, they're really going to have to work at shutting those two guys down, and honestly, that's obviously easier said than done, of course, but if they can do that, I really think the Hurricanes can stand a chance in this game because... The Hurricanes are so good defensively, and 
the Oilers outside of Dreisaitl and McDavid, it's really about it. So if they can really just contain those guys, and then we have Sebastian Ajo, Tavo, Trocek, Natchez, Sveshikov have our guys really step it up, we'll be all right in this game. And obviously that is... Much easier said than done. Shutting out Connor Mc- or shutting down Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle. That's not an easy thing to do, of course, especially when you have a blue line that's pretty gutted right now with uh, Tony D'Angelo and Brett Pesci not being able to join the team right now. So hopefully we will be getting Ethan Bear back. That if we do get him back and someone has to sit. We're not sitting Jalen Chatfield because we need him, and Max Lajoie has been really good as well. So our defense is really going to have to step it up. On the blue line, forwards are going to have to play really good defense. Literally everyone is going to have to play some of their best defense of the year so far against Edmonton because of just how dangerous those two guys can be. But we won't know how that game goes until tomorrow. It will definitely... Be an entertaining game, I'm for sure. We're getting to watch Connor McDavid, and then you always have Sebastian Ajo, who was drafted the same year as McDavid. He always seems to step it up to a bit of a different level when they play the Oilers and play McDavid. So that will be interesting to see how Sebastian Ajo, if he continues his point streak. So we'll all be able to watch that game tomorrow night on Saturday at 10 p.m., Canes After Dark is back again but in the meantime go follow locked on hurricanes on twitter and instagram and now that you've made locked on hurricanes your first listen of the day go make locked on bets your second listen it's your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs locked on bets hosted by your boy q with expert analysis and insight from lee sterling it's free and available on whatever platform you are listening to this show on and Make sure on whatever platform you're listening to this show on, you go rate us five stars. And I will talk to you in the next episode where we recap the game against the Oilers.